here to help empower, encourage, and lift you up on your everyday walk with the Lord. We're so excited to have you join us today. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page at Lifting Higher Podcast for more fun and interaction with the hosts and encouragement when you need it the most. everybody to our podcast at Lifting You Higher here. It's me, Brenda, and Jessica. Hello. And we're so glad that you decided to listen to us once again. (laughs) And um, God bless you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so if you've been listening to our podcast and the series that we're on right now is what does a real Christian look like? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I uh, was sharing some statistics a while back of that, there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves Christians simply because they're Americans. Yeah. But that, but we know that's not what it's about, that there's a deeper, deeper um, relationship that needs to go with Jesus to be able to say you're Christian or Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be Christ-like, what should you look like? Because again, there's a kaleidoscope yes. of different versions of what people <laughs> think Christians should look like. And so if you want to know what you're supposed to look like, we need to go to the Bible, which is our manual that tells us what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And um, for this series, we started looking at 1 Corinthians 13, which is the, um, for me, it's the intimidation chapter. (laughs) Yes. It's like, how can I ever live up to this chapter? Yeah. If I leave to be 120, I'll never get there. But anyway, (laughs) um, but I'm again, we're in good company because Paul says the same same thing. Yes. So, um, in 1 Corinthians 13, it's the love chapter where it talks about what love is supposed to be like and that if God is love, then we, and we're supposed to look like God, then we should have nothing but love coming out of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we did um, jealousy the first time out. And, um, and then we did, and you don't always hate it when they think jealousy is the kind of a woman's thing because yeah. it is not, no. it is a man thing too. And then we did pride, which is a sneaky little sucker. And we came up with a new T-shirt. Yes, we did. <laughs> because we're all about those T-shirts. I know. And if you want to know what the T-shirt idea was, you have to go look at the second podcast. Yes. And now this is our third podcast on um, what does a real Christian look like. And we're going to talk about rage. In fact, I kind of we kind of lumped it all together. Anger, offense, and rage. Yes. We just kind of lifted it all as mm-hmm. one little big nasty ball of yuckiness. Oh, yeah. And um, that was because in 1 Corinthians 13, in the back half of the fifth verse, it says that love is not easily angered. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in fact, we found a bunch of different versions because, you know, there's a version of the Bible out there for everybody. And I know some people have a real problem with that, but it's 2020. What are you gonna and do? none of us talk in old English, King James yes. English. And so as long as you haven't varied off the meaning, the true meaning, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to offend you. Yeah. <laughs> don't take an offense. offense. Yeah. Don't, don't, get, uh, don't get angry and take an offense. Yes. Which we're going to talk about. But I think, you know, we're going to look at, in fact, that's a good way to do it, is to look at different versions to make sure that you're on point yeah. with what the original um, meaning was supposed to be. So um, I went through and I found a bunch of different versions. And it says, love is not easily provoked or upset. 
love is not irritable or touchy, which is my favorite one because I know so many touchy Christians. (laughs) Um, Love doesn't fly off the handle. Now that one hits a little too close to home. (laughs) Hello, we're in my neighborhood. Yep. Um, Love is not overly sensitive. Gosh, I know. Love is not a victim. Or, oh, I'm sorry, love is not vindictive. Oh, Forgive vindictive. Me. Lo- I got to get, get the, the notes closer. Love is not vindictive. Love is not quick to take offense. Yeah. So these are a bunch of different versions of what 1 Corinthians 13, 5 gives us on what love is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, I feel like we're, we're kind of picking our low-hanging fruit first. Yeah. Before we really dig into what love is and what we really should look like. So yeah. that's kind of why we're picking like, you know, jealousy and and anger and rage and all of those things first. But let me tell you why it's important to go after low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Because low-hanging fruit goes bad first. Yes. And gets nasty. Yeah. And then it poisons the good fruit, especially if you put it in a basket. Mm-hmm. You never buy those bag of grapes and you've got that one bad grape. Oh, yeah. And then it starts to, the mold starts to suck and glue up on the yes. other good grapes. And now you've got to throw that little branch in the trash because mm-hmm. they're all ruined. So sometimes it's good after go good to go after the low-hanging fruit because it'll mess up all the good stuff. Yes. So, um, so... We're kind of looking at it in four points, and, and it'll be interesting to see if we get this all done in one thirty minutes. I know it might <laughs> we'll have to talk it might be fast. We'll, we'll talk faster. <laughs> okay, so point number one is you know God made us in His image. Okay, so we know that mm-hmm. we know that if we're born again Christians, we have been made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And just to show you how huge God is, is look at the diversity outside your window. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's so we're if we're all made in his image, then we're all like him. Mm-hmm. And God got angry. And there's several examples of him expressing anger in the Bible. So we know that anger is something we're supposed to have in us. Yeah. It's not something we want to stamp out. No, it's something yeah. that you're you just need to manage properly. Mm-hmm. And then, so we want to look at that. And then another point we want to look about concerning anger is that it, anger not expressed correctly can lead to being offended. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh my goodness. Uh, Stepping I, we, on my own toes here. <laughs> if I had a dime for every offended Christian. Oh, I know. I We'd would, be rich. I'd be as rich as Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> I could buy every church in the country. Yep. Okay. Point three Anger not expressed correctly can lead to rage. Hello, look at the news. Yeah. Point four, what is the right way to express anger? So that's what we're going to try to cover in 30 minutes. (laughs) Yes. So bear with us if we talk fast. (laughs) We can do it in Jesus' name. Okay, so point one, God made us in his image because God gets angry. So we were created with the ability to get angry, but we must just need to get angry in the right way. Yes. Go for it. So there's actually um, kind of two types of anger. Um, There's explosive anger and there's like repressive anger. So explosive anger, I feel like repressive anger kind of leads, if if it's not taken care of, to that explosive anger. So explosive anger is like you're constantly angry. You're at like somebody, you know, something doesn't go your way. Your coffee is just a tad bit cooler than you wanted it. Boom. You're raging. You're angry. You're explosive, you know, and that kind of anger leads to like violence. Hey, like everything is the last straw. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then the repressive anger, um, you just keep put it, pushing it down, pushing it down, and you don't take care of it. Um, and that kind of, I, man, I feel like that's the worst. I mean, both well, kinds. Well, that's probably, that's mostly what leads to rage. If yes. you don't deal with anger correctly and you're just stuffing and stuffing and stuffing, yes. then we're talking rage. Absolutely. And, and that rage also, we'll talk about another area where rage comes from later in the program, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, we got to express our feelings because if we don't, oh man, they will just bubble up when we don't want them to. Right. And, and, um, and even the, in the Bible is in Psalms 4, 4, and some of you probably are real familiar with this scripture because we learn it right off the bat. Uh, cause it was, <laughs> we use it as our excuse. Yep. It says, be angry and do not sin. Mm-hmm. So yes, you do have an, you do have the right to be angry yeah, because it's a God-given feeling. Mm-hmm. But when we are angry, we don't want to sin. Exactly. And, and so, um, and then in, in, in an example, my favorite example of God getting angry, because I'm like, who does this? <laughs> but God, I mean, so a perfect example of God getting angry was Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when it, they were just so ungodly mm-hmm. would not, Get, we're given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity would not change their ways. Mm-hmm. And so he said, okay, we're just going to. Done. And then if that wasn't bad enough, let's talk about Noah. Yeah. And the, I mean, hello. When he said, we're just going to start all over. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with you people. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. You I mean, I mean exactly. you know, so it's like their anger. We do have a right to be angry, but we don't want to sin. Yes. You can't sin in your anger. Right, and, yeah. and now just because God flooded the earth or incinerated a town does not mean that you have the right to do that because mm-hmm. we know that the Bible says that we're not supposed to kill people. We're not supposed to, you right. know, we don't we do not do that. So don't be taking me out of context <laughs> and saying Brenda said it was okay to blow up the town. Yes. I did not say that. No. And so... Um, so, so we, but the basis of that scripture, Psalms four four, is that yes, we we do have a right to be angry, mm-hmm. but we just want to manage how we are angry. Yeah. Um, and then also Jesus, New Testament. So that's Old Testament. Let's move on to New Testament for you people to say I'm a New Testament Christian. <laughs> okay, let's talk about New Testament Christians. Yeah. Jesus got mad. Let me tell you my favorite example of Jesus getting mad or angry, and mm-hmm. that is he shows up at the temple. Yes, I love this story. And mm-hmm. these marketers these boot these um they've set up they've set up a marketing shops, yeah, shops. shops. they've yeah. set up a a fair i don't know whatever you want to call it a marketplace or a, yeah. um, a fair of the hearts but not no you know they've set yeah. up a, a a market a market right there in the sanctuary mm-hmm. this blows my mind when i think about it because i'm like wow who had the nerve to do that <laughs> but obviously somebody did a lot of people did you know they and Jesus walks in and sees what they've done, and he gets a whip, <laughs> not not a pointer. Nope. Not, not, he goes and gets a whip, and he just cleans house, literally and figuratively. Yes. And so, um, and so that's an example of anger. And so, yes, Jesus did express anger, mm-hmm. but we, um, again, I'm not telling you to go get a whip. No. <laughs> and clean house again. You you you're, you have a right to be angry. <laughs> But you can't sin. Yeah, Jesus right. did not sin cleaning house, you know. Right. <laughs> so we, we just need to know how to gauge it. And we're going to talk about that in point four. Yeah. So how do you express anger? Um, so 
So yes, you can't. You so just tell yourself, yes, I have a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. I have a right to express that, but I need to express it properly. Now let's talk about the number one way not to express it properly, and yes. that is point number two, mm-hmm. which is anger not expressed correctly can lead to being offended. Yeah. I mean, oh man, take up so many offenses. I mean, you just pick them up like coins on the street. <laughs> but can we talk just for a second what un, uh, unadjusted or uh, undealt with anger does to us? It's bad. Oh, yes. That's... Like, we're, I, I always like to bring what happens to our body when we don't deal with things. Because <laughs> it's just so interesting for me. Like, that, I feel like that's my, my niche. But, so, our body, when we have... Um, so not only does anger put up walls, uh, around us versus, you know, us and our loved ones, like builds walls. It also leads to stroke, heart attack, anxiety, insomnia, all a whole slew of bad things that we don't want happening to our bodies. I mean, if we have rage and anger for so long, I mean, it kind of, it kicks in our flight or fight response. And that's something that's supposed to be short-term and not long-term. So that's why it's important for us to deal with the anger and rage in us and not let it continue on. You know, you said something really interesting. You said that anger builds walls around our family mm-hmm. members. That's true. Anger does build walls around your family members and where you cut them off. But it yeah. also builds walls around your relationship with God. Oh, absolutely. If I had a dime for every time I ran into a Christian that said they don't have a relationship with God like they used to because they're so angry with him, I'm like, hello, does that sound like <laughs> healthy? Does that sound like something you're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. That you're so mad at him that you have cut off relationship with him. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that might be a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> I feel like that's when we have um trouble or issues with our father, our, our earthly father, that's kind of where the anger with our heavenly father comes in. But whole nother podcast. Now, that's this question. Well, that's also I believe that is a family trait. Yes. I think that is something you pass down from from generation to generation mm-hmm. is that if you don't do what I want you to do, if you're not then you're just cutting it off. Yeah. So, and anger is just a tool and an excuse to cut off. But anyway, yeah, you're right. There's a whole other podcast. Yes. But, um, so anger not expressed correctly leads to offense. So just, you got ideas of how we can yeah, get over that. Oh man. Get okay. over yourself. Get over, get over yourself. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. New t-shirt oh, idea. No. Okay. <laughs> anger dot, dot, dot. Get over yourself. Oh my gosh. There we go. We've got it. I oh love my that gosh. one. We, we should just make a career out of t-shirt ideas. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So offenses. Offenses. Um, okay. There's two analogies that I, I like to use. The first one is when we pick up an offense, it's like an arrow has been shot into us. Yeah. So like a, like a hunting arrow. If you think huge, big old arrow has been... And so if we don't deal with that and, and remove the offense, we're just going out about our daily lives and we bump up into things. And we bump up into all of those offenses that we've taken up. And it comes out and we, again, we get angry at the people that didn't even cause that offense. So it's important that we have God gently remove all of the arrows because I mean I know at one point I had a lot of offenses in my life that I had to ask God to heal me from so you have to ask him to remove all of the arrows but it's also important that you ask him to heal the wound 
because those <laughs> those arrows that you, especially if you go hunting with, those things are massive and do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, those arrows are meant to kill. And what is the enemy's job? He, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So it's important that we ask God to heal all of the wounds that have been caused by that. Um, but there's eight different ways that we can pick up offenses or it um not ways but different areas that we can pick up offenses uh and i'm just going to run through these real quick because i know we're uh quickly approaching time but um the first one is our mind so we can pick up offenses in our mind um the second one is so like um, we just imagined somebody said something yeah or did something that was directly to hurt us but it really wasn't yeah and then we just it's like we connected, we went from A to C. Yes. Skipping B, mm-hmm. and now we're D, F, and G. Okay, okay <laughs> <Yes>. go ahead. <laughs> go. Um, the next one is our sight or our vision. Um, then, uh, what do you mean sight or vision? What does that mean? So like, well, okay, in Proverbs it says, in Proverbs, I think it's 18, or 29, sorry, 29, 18, where there's no vision, uh, people will perish. Okay. Um, so if you don't see the whole vision of what the pastor's doing, yes, and he's chosen to go a short direction yeah. that you don't think is a good idea, and you've questioned him about it, and he's mm-hmm. not changed his mind, and now you're offended, it's yeah. because you've picked up an offense. Yes, okay, exactly. And now you go tell your friend, mm-hmm. and your friend sides with you, so now they have the offense. Mm-hmm. Am I sounding familiar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Church. Okay. Um, the next one is a heart offense. Ooh. I feel like most of my the most of the offenses that we pick up are heart offenses, um, or relational, which is the next one, relationships, um, and then there is hearing, our body or our health, um, time, which I thought was really interesting. Like we pick up offenses in our time, and then uh, the last one is finances. So the spirit of offense that we pick up, any offense that we pick up, it doesn't matter where or what it is, it all its purpose there is to destroy you. It is like an octopus who attaches itself to you and to entangle you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like maybe what maybe if I'm hearing you right then, so an offense, an anger expressed from an offense is kind of like chronic pain. Yeah. So, like, I, there was a time in my life for about 15 years I was in chronic pain. So, um, so when you have chronic pain, you wake up in the morning and you have to first deal with the chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And then whatever you have left is what you have left for the rest of the day. Yeah. And um, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every day waking up with that drains you. And sometimes you're not a very nice person to be around. Because, not because you intend to be an unpleasant person to be around, but because you've been drained the first 10 minutes of the day just to get out of bed and start to function. Yes. So, that's what an offense is like living with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't have explained it better myself. Yeah, it is is literally, I mean, yeah, it's literally like having a thorn in your foot. (laughs) And you forget about it until you step on it and you're like, oh, wow, that really hurt. Well, I'm not going to, I'll worry about that later. And then you just, you know, it's just something that continues to And come then it up. compounds. It's like, okay, I've got this thorn mm-hmm. in my foot. So now I can't wear my favorite shoes. Yes. Because it makes it worse. Yes. And now I have to wear these plastic flip flop shoes yes. on and everybody else is walking around nice shoes. But no, I, I've got to wear these ugly shoes because I've got this thorn in my foot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
No wonder <laughs> offensive people are so not fun to be around. And, <laughs> and you know, like, we, we can pick up offenses, but we can also offend other people. So it's just something to keep an like eye on. Like you're contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put yeah. a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, so. oh, okay. New mask idea. What if you put a mask on it and on your mask, you know, we have all these little sayings <laughs> and on your mask, you put on a mask on it says, I've been offended. <laughs> it's like red flag. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody crosses the street to go to the other side. It's like, oh, yeah, we know to stay away from you. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just making right. a joke about it, but this is a yes. serious thing because it's nonsense. We've got yes. to stop. We have got to stop. Mm-hmm. People are dying every day not knowing Jesus because yes. we can't get over. We can't get over, over that our friend was like, I'm going to go hang out with my other friend instead of you. Okay. Good. I mean, the world. Okay, you guys, the world. Then you need to go make Jesus. some more friends yes. so that when one is busy, you can call another Thank one. you. We, we need to be extra cautious and to not pick up offenses because we are hindering. You personally could be hindering somebody's salvation. Or hindering what God has, the purpose and plan that God has for your life. Yeah. And this is no joke, people. When you die, you're going to be facing Jesus. And it's going to be like, okay, in 1989, you were offended. Mm -hmm. And um, you never got over it. And you see this over here? This is what I had planned for you to do. Exactly. But you never, you never, I had to use Brenda to do it Mm -hmm. because you couldn't get over the fact that the pastor didn't like your idea mm-hmm. one Sunday morning. And um, and it wasn't even your idea. That was a bad idea. It just wasn't appropriate for what the, the what I called him to do in that mm-hmm. church. Yeah. But you couldn't get past it. And so now you've been you've been on the bench for 25, 35 years. And now and now it's there's it's over with the game over. You know, you're coming in, but the game is over. You didn't get to achieve what I had out there for you <laughs> oh, to do. Man. I mean, uh, it's people don't get the seriousness of it. I'm, yeah. I am convinced that people do not get the seriousness of the situation. Yes. I mean, God has so much in store for each of us. Like he has, has a purpose and a calling for each of our lives. And when we have these offenses, when we have anger, that builds a wall, like we said, between you and God, and it stops you from fulfilling God's purpose and plan for your life. That's right. That's right. Just, and you know, I feel like I feel like right now, Jessica, we should pray. Yeah. Let's if do if it. some of this is pricking you, mm-hmm. if you're like uncomfortable right now, or if you know someone that this is just like, oh my gosh, this is just exactly like Betty. Oh Lord Jesus, help her. Well, let's just pray right now, okay? And so, um, you know, if you want to follow me in prayer, fine. If you want to make up your own prayers, we go along. That's fine, too. I'm not going to get offended about that. Um, Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to um, be enlightened. Obviously, on this moment in time, you wanted me and you wanted Jessica and you wanted whoever you are to hear this and to use it to examine your life. And so we ask that you use it to examine people's lives and see if there's, check them and see if there's anything in there that has been offended. And then we repent for it in Jesus' name. I repent myself. Is there anything in me, God, that shows I've carried an offense? I re- Forgive me for that. Cleanse me with your blood. And I give you the honor and glory for that, that I can move on doing what you need me to do for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. All right. So that was point number two. 
Point number three is that anger not expressed correctly can lead to rage. Okay, so rage is anger that has not been dealt with and now has built up to, built up to the level of like a volcano exploding, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, stuffing and stuffing anger is not God's plan. And um, I'll even go on a limb here and say it's probably almost um, that rage, if we backtrack like Sherlock Holmes, and we take rage, we know that if we take a step back, it comes from anger, not expressed properly, that's been stuffed and stuffed and stuffed. Mm -hmm. And that anger probably comes back to a situation where there is unforgiveness. And so unforgiveness from either a perceived, and we're going to talk about this later, another point, perceived injustice or a true injustice. Yeah. Okay, so let's say this. Let's say Jessica, Jessica's happily married. <laughs> but let's say Jessica steal, steals my boyfriend. Yeah. Okay? Not only do you steal him, you marry him. <laughs> okay, I'm having a hard time getting over that. Yeah. Okay, I haven't totally forgiven you. And so I've been like just coasting over it, frosting over it. It's not that bad. I'm okay. I've forgiven her. But it's really just sitting there brewing. Mm-hmm. And... And I'm, and it, every, every year I try to, every year you celebrate your anniversary and post something on Facebook, it just, you know, rises and rises and again. Bubbles it up. bubbles back mm-hmm. up, you know, like that's, you know, those science projects, you know, where that <laughs> stuff comes <laughs> bubbling up. Yeah. And so it's just, and so finally it just gets to a point where I lose it. Mm-hmm. You and me, we're in the kitchen at church. We're doing something. You don't put the cookies on the tray right, <laughs> and I lose my mind over mm-hmm. you right there. And you're like, "What just happened here?" You know, yeah. You just went on a rage torment, or I went on a rage torment. I'm sorry. You were the you were just being there yourself, and so that is what rage is about. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're seeing a lot of that right now, a lot of that. And and you know, here's the situation. Whether, and rage is, whether you have come to understand that whatever was the unjust act that got you angry, whether you've dealt with it or not, Mm -hmm. whether it was right or wrong, if you don't walk in forgiveness, then that anger isn't going to be able to be dealt with correctly. Mm -hmm. It's going to sit there and brew and then rage is going to come out. And it may not even rage, maybe I don't even lose it on you. Maybe I go home and I lose it on, I don't know, another friend yep. or a new boyfriend or whatever. You know, I lose it on some poor victim just walking by <laughs> at the wrong time in yeah. the wrong place and they get it mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want to do it to you because if I do it to you, then you're going to know that they I still... know my secret. Yeah. yeah, you know my secret that I still haven't gotten over it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's what rage is about. And that is not, that is a sin mm-hmm. because you are acting out on someone and that's not what love is. Exactly. And that's what that verse 5 is talking about. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It is. It is because I feel like we we feel like, well, sometimes I feel like I deserve to be angry for a little bit. <laughs> you know? But if I don't keep that in check, then that's when the rage comes in. And we, like we've discussed earlier, we do have the right to be angry. Mm-hmm. But then we've got to move on. We've got to, that's got to lead us into forgiveness and grace. And I feel like all of the devotions I've been doing recently have been just pointing back to God's love. If we don't experience and if we don't know God's love, 
then that's when all of the other bad things, the low-hanging fruit that come to like kill and destroy you, that's when they come in. So it's important for us to know, to know God's love, but also, you know, we've got to, we've got to deal with the wounds in our life. We can't leave them just open. That is true. And so that leads us to point number four is how do we deal with anger or how do we deal with rage? Yeah. And so, um, be aware that, that anger is a, it takes a moment to identify what is going on inside of you and how do you deal with anger? So you want to, you want to, you want to look at that and what, and to be able to look at that, we have to go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And this one, this one hurts me badly to talk about because if we're going to, and this is, it's time to grow up and be mature. Yes. This is not something a baby Christian, I mean, if you've only been saved for a year or two, unless God has really done a work in you, it's like, you're like thinking, there's no way I can do this. But if you've been around for a long time <clears throat> serving God, then you need to listen up because you're old enough to know better. Yes. And so, and this, this is really the talking to that I got from God is that, you know, stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stop it. Stop. I'm just being clear. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating it mm-hmm. or making it so you can, and, and you don't, can't understand what I'm saying. I'm clearly saying stop it. <laughs> so, how do you stop it? So you stop it by going to Galatians 5, 22, 23, where it talks about this fruit of the spirit. And one of those fruit of the spirit is self-control. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, let me tell you, this self-control is, is like reading 1 Corinthians 13, 1. <laughs> I can't just tell you. Because I don't like self-control. That means I have to, you know, act properly. Yeah. And just to tell you a funny side story. So, so back in the 1990s, if you ever go into a home with a 1990s theme, you see this borders everywhere. You see the borders yeah. in the kitchen, in the bathroom, <laughs> in the little kid's bedroom. It's everywhere. like they were border crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. so in my house, what I did is I took some calligraphy, and I decided I'd have this great idea. I'd put Galatians 5, 22, 23, the fruits of the Spirit, on my border over the door frame. And from my kitchen into my garage, so whenever I left the house, I would remind <laughs> yes. myself about walking in the Spirit and how the fruits of the Spirit should be mm-hmm. manifesting in my life. Very spiritual, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so full of crap. <laughs> so anyway, um, when I went to put them on, I thought, okay, what order am I going to put them in? And I thought, well, self-control is my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. So literally, I started at the bottom between the door frame and the casement on the bottom. <laughs> oh, goodness. And uh, the kickboard, and I went from bottom up, so mm-hmm. I could make sure that I could leave self control down there and not see it <laughs> as I was walking out. So, um, again, this is this is not good Christian living. This no. is not manifesting the you know Christ <laughs> in your life. So, um, but self control is how we operate mm-hmm. so that we don't act out in rage. Okay, yeah. so. Um, and so you're going to have to now listen, God is unique unto himself and he has made us unique unto ourselves. And so for each person, it's going to be different how God teaches you to operate in self-control. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I always think, well, why did you call it self-control? You know, I can't do anything on my own. <laughs> the Bible says I yeah. can't do anything on my own. <laughs> it says that when I'm weak, you're strong. So why do we call it self-control? <laughs> so, I'm a good debater. <laughs> So, um, but it's self-control because you have to, you have to, and I'm going to use this term, but you just have to man up. Yeah. 
You know, you're responsible for your body. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for what you put in it and what you allow come out of it. Yes. God is not going to overcome you and force you to act right. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. This is a relationship. He's not an abusive or oppressive God. Right. And so if you want to act wrong, you're going to act wrong. Yeah. If you want to act right, you're going to act right. Now that puts it back, the responsibility back on you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to find a way between you and God to work out so that you operate in self-control when it comes to rage or it comes to anger so mm-hmm. that your anger doesn't manifest to the rage level. Sure. And, Absolutely. and I can tell you one of the surefire things that you have to do to get to that point is that you have to figure out is your rage coming from anger Mm-hmm. that was based on unforgiveness was it based on and this is another point about anger was it based on something that was unjustly done to you yeah or what you and here's a key word perceived to yeah. be unjustly it's, done to you mm-hmm. now unjust is when if you were sexually assaulted that's unjust. Right. Okay. I mean, that is bona fide. Yeah. We don't even have to, you know, debate about it, rethink it, mm-hmm. clear, easy. It's unjust. Yes. Something unjust has been done to you. Yes. That you need now to forgive mm-hmm. so that the rage and anger can't manifest themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, or the anger can, but the rage can't. Now, if, is it something based on anger that is, that on something that is unjustly perceived? Now, right. this is... This is the pitfall. Yes. Because we all walk around on this earth thinking that when something unjustly has been done to us, Mm -hmm. we perceive it as something that was done on purpose. Right. And no. No. Two-letter word, no. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It, there is a strong, high, 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 high percentage that it was not done to you on purpose. And that, oh, that we per, that we perceived. Oh well, yeah, man. Oh, and I think I, she said that to me on purpose. She, she knew that. Dare her? She knew that's my sensitive situation. <laughs> she just went there. Let me tell you yeah. how God showed me, and, and then you have yeah, to give then. an example. Okay, so I drive a small car. All right, and I have for about ten years now, and um. It rains. I don't know how it is, but in Oklahoma, it rains hard. It's, it's just like, you know, everything is excessive. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather is always excessive. We can't just have a nice little shower. Yeah. We can't just have some sunshine. It's either frying everything or, mm-hmm. you know, everything is getting drowned in water yes. or a tornado is coming through. There's no gentle breeze. None. Is every is excessive. Nothing in the middle. Is everything yeah. excessive. Okay. So I drive this little car. So when I'm driving down the road and you have excessive hard rain, you have ponding. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it was like every white truck, not brown truck, black truck, blue truck, white truck in this city took it upon themselves if they could see if they could flood me out. And by flooding me out, I mean driving by me so fast that the spray would literally cover my car and then I wouldn't be able to see for a split second, which is scary when you're driving in hard rain. Yes. Not being able to see a second because you don't know what's going to happen. And I couldn't drive on the inside the outside lane. Yes. Put this way. I couldn't drive on the outside lane because the outside lane, when you have ponding, what lane floods first? Yes. The outside lane where the gutter system is <laughs> because it can't drain fast enough. And so I, if I, you're in a low little car mm-hmm. to the ground and water is high, that's not a good mix. Right. right? So um, I got to the point where I was, th- 
I would just see a white truck and I would get angry. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, oh, no. I mean, I could just feel it going. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, like a dog when a dog sees somebody yeah. like the mailman. I mean, that's, I mean, pretty much we were in, that was the situation. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Brenda, do you even think that that truck was like, Ooh, look, a little car. Let me see if I can drown it. <laughs> Does it really think that's what that person that and it was always a man that was driving it too, which is really I mean, I'm not a man hater, trust me I'm not, but it was always a guy. It was always a Caucasian guy. <laughs> and a white middle aged in a white truck. Yeah. <laughs> Coming by me, mm-hmm. trying to drop me. Always. And <laughs> I'm over it now. It may not sound like it, but I really am. So and um, so I would be, I, I got to the point where it's kind of like the dog and the mailman, you know, just mm-hmm. it's like the mailman didn't even come to the mailbox and he's just walking by and you're already upset. Yeah. And so God was like, you need to get that under control. <laughs> and do you really think, do you really think that every time a guy drives by in a white truck that and it's raining, that he's thinking, ooh, let me see if I can splash over so hard that this girl can't see. Do you really think that's running through his mind? <laughs> I mean, it was like it really had a, a self-awareness check. Yeah. It was like you are not on people's mind that much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you really aren't. And I know that's hard for you to understand, but you really aren't. <laughs> and so this is a perceived unjust. Mm-hmm. is a perfect example of a perceived unjust. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now I'm making light of the situation, but, but there are worse things. You know, lots of things like um, I... TD, I heard T.D. Jakes once talk about how uh, if you have a parent that only has a thimble full of love to give you, but you need a pitcher full, mm-hmm. and so you see it, see it as a perceived injustice that this is what's happening. Yes, it's unjust, but that's all that person has to give you. Yeah. And so you've got to, you know, so you can't take everything that's happened to you. It, it t- Percentage-wise, it can't be that everything on the planet is against you and that everything has been set up to hurt you. And so if that's called self-control is getting that under control Mm -hmm. and then realizing, you know, that's not, that's not what's happening. Yeah. I'm literally not on everybody's mind that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I think it's also important to mention real quickly as we wrap up that um, we've got to find the root of, of that, rage and of the anger because we can be angry at the person driving like 25 and a 40 but that's not where our true anger is so it's important for us to kind of find that um but so early on in my um in our marriage um there was anger like not not on my side but uh, my husband had anger and until we dealt with that until it it hurt our relationship oh yeah you know so like it hurt it hurt the relationship of his friends, our friends, our family, me, like our personal marriage relationship. But once that anger was root, okay, here's the root. I've identified that. I've, I'm, you know, we're talking about self control again here. I am forgiving whatever yes. happened, whether pers- you know unjust or just. I have forgiven that. Man, it is like night and day difference. 100% like 180 turnaround like it's just beautiful so I think it's important that we identify we've got to identify weed out all of the other stuff weed out the you know like I can't believe she said that to me and why is this person going crazy you know like driving 25 and a 50 mile an hour or whatever 
you got to dig down deep in in and find where where that root started and mm-hmm. then deal with it. So yes, yes. So um, that is kind of that was step number four. So I, you know, there's a lot of we just talked about self control. We were talking about self reflection. Mm-hmm. So uh, lots of times that you just have to take a moment and you need to ask God and He will show you. Yeah. Absolutely. He'll be like, finally, she's asking yeah. me. And then there's just going to be like a panic, you know, mm-hmm. a around, you know, a movie play out in your head or whatever, and you're going to see exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to know how to pray for it. Yeah. And, and, you know, he is going to be so excited about bringing you up out of that. And you're going to see, you're going to feel like light hearted going to be you're just going to be set free from it yes and then you're going to say you know now i see a white pickup truck and i'm like i'm okay yeah <laughs> it's yes. okay <laughs> yes i don't i don't see the rage rolling up you know mm-hmm. I, i'm like not grabbing hold of the steering wheel yeah. you know <laughs> and you know and, and it's okay so um but yeah you just have to again go back to your maker go back to your god mm-hmm. your father jesus and say you know listen up I, I got this problem. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. That might be, you know, that's a, that is a perfect intro line. Yeah. I don't even know where to start, yes. but I know this, there's something wrong here mm-hmm. and I need you to walk me out of this. I mean, the Lord even says in his word, ask and it will be given. Mm. So if we're just, I think just ask, ask, ask God, be like, I, I have this. I don't like this. How do I fix it? Like, where did this come from? And he's going to show you. Like yeah, why he, can't I keep friends? Yeah. Why can't I keep relationships with family members? Why can't I seem to, you know, stay at a church longer than one or two years? Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why is this happening? And God will be more than happy to yeah. say, tell you why. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, we just pray a blessing over each of you. I know this time is super crazy with everything happening and I just speak peace over you and your families over your job situations I know there's a lot of people out there who have um, lost their jobs or their jobs are kind of up in the air so I just speak peace and blessing over each of you thank you guys so much for listening Um, we appreciate you and I know we make um, our topics kind of lighthearted, but they are serious too. That's right. But you know, you don't want to listen to a half-hour podcast that is just all like doom and gloom. You That's know? right. Well, hey, as Mary Poppins would say, a spoonful of sugar yes. makes the medicine go down. Yes, there you go. So we're just trying to make this medicine go down lightly, and um, and just know that, you know, uh, Jessica, you started this, and I love it. <laughs> I just love it. And I just you know because people don't get to hear this all, all day long, uh, or weeks, or days. Yes. And just know that um, you are important, that you are loved, yes. that you are wanted, that you have a purpose and plan mm-hmm. in this planet, that God wants to use you, mm-hmm. that you're beautiful inside and out, and we are so glad that you are a part of this, and we hope you take something from it. Absolutely. And we'll, this is going to be aired the third Thursday in September, and then we'll be back after that the first Thursday in October. The year's over. I know. I told somebody, you know, a roller coaster. This 2020 has been like a roller coaster. Terrifying, but it's going to be over. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going really fast. Good news, it's been going really fast. It's like a roller coaster. It's like, you know, it's going to be over in a minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time. Be blessed. Yes.